Welcome back to Fears of a No-Name Blank. My name is Virginia. I'm an actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. In this bi-weekly podcast, I sit down with undiscovered actors, film and television industry folks, and other creatives to chat about their fears in business and life in general. The goal is not to solve the fears or try to motivate away from them, but just bring these fears to light. After all, we're all human. Where I live in East Atlanta, you can throw a rock and hit a creative. I'm lucky to have amazing neighbors, and one of them is my guest this week, Rich Lindemann. He went from actor to corporate ladder climber to full-fledged artist, selling his work at local art markets and fairs. This conversation really got me thinking about markers of success. Please note, because of COVID safety, we recorded this interview outdoors. You will hear cars and airplanes and other quality issues in the audio. I apologize, but I hope that doesn't affect your listening too much. Okay, hello and welcome back. Um, I have with me today my friend and neighbor, Rich Lindemann, who is a visual artist. Rich, will you take a few minutes to introduce yourself? Let us know about what you do and kind of your journey getting there. Okay, uh, so Rich Lindemann, visual artist, is uh, pretty fancy and cool sounding, look like that. <laughs> uh, I am a maker, I suppose you could say. I, I visual artist is a pretty good coverage. I've, I've done quite a bit. Um, originally started off actor turn DP, turn graphic designer, turn art director, turn everything in between their creative director. So, um, and now uh, I guess I would call myself painter or artist. Um, okay, so tell me more about um, going from being an actor to being a, um, what did you say, like a uh, yeah. creative director. Yeah, creative. So, um, yeah. so tell me about those different steps that you made. Okay, well, um, childhood was really no creativity, so it was, I always liked to draw, um, so but it was mainly sports mm-hmm. uh, where I grew up, a military family, so sports and then you kind of do the basics thing be doctor be lawyer Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. that's really all i knew so went to college um played soccer and somewhere around 19 or 20 i decided hey you know i really like being creative and i've always kind of known that but always fought it so moved to the beach around 19 and instantly it was in wilmington north carolina and got some extra work uh, for dawson's creek and started the world of extra work and that's pretty much how i the bills or got free lunches Uh so i wasn't really trying to do acting i just always thought it was cool and like hey it's extra money uh that turned into holy crap i really like this and so i started digging deep into that and meeting people around town and then i got a job working for uh, screen gem studios in wilmington and then i was doing like uh i almost got picked up uh doing i was doing the music for a stunt show for the studios and the guy talked a big game and was saying, we're going to take the show on the road. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be a stuntman. So I got to do a couple of falls <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got to help, you know, extinguish out people on fire. It was nice. kind of a cool thing. And I was, so I started to really, you know, take the bite for all this. And then that fell through like everything does. Oh, yeah. So many yeah. projects. Yep. Um, and so outside of doing extra work, it really never got far. I, I was think it was just immature and liked the fun of it. But I don't think I would ever call myself an artist in the craft. I didn't take it serious. I just showed up. I'm a very good listener. I did what I was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. then 
wanted my paycheck, my free pizza. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but through that, I really was starting to notice the, the cameras uh, and fell in love. Never owned a camera, never took pictures growing up. Uh, fell in love with that. And that was, this was before the day, the age of digital cameras. Of so, yeah. um, you know, 24P was like the movie quality stuff. So I uh, got into that and started taking some film classes uh, from, uh, at a community college in Wilmington. And from there, I decided I wanted to go to LA. And after that, I pretty much lived the, uh, the LA stereotype. Worked <laughs> at a restaurant, tried to find an agent, uh, went to some parties, did super things, but never really, again, got into it. Um, so then I started uh, my own production company out there and myself along with a friend who was a, a DP and editor, we would we did, uh, again, the stereotype, weddings, bar mitzvahs, parties, and uh -huh. really just honed that. But we got really good. I mean, I had a steady hand. I really loved it. Uh, started making, you know, little films, did a couple of independent films that no one will ever see. And I don't even remember the titles, too. I'm going to force you uh, yeah, to I, find them I, so that I can yeah, see them. They're, they're somewhere <laughs> on, an old, on an old Mac in their basement somewhere. Awesome. Um, so did that. And I got my hands into casting and all the little things you get to do on your independent films because you get to wear all the hats. Yep. And that was a roller coaster of, uh, uh, what's the one looking? finance i guess <laughs> yeah like how do you go? security is more the better word because yeah. uh you know promises were i was the money's almost there a thousand times and then oh the, then the, the the backer always falls out every single time like the, we had one and then the second guy just fell through last minute sorry rich so i was like i, I can't take this shit yeah um i was uh engaged at the time to rl who mm -hmm. you personally knows my wife and your neighbor and mm -hmm. uh I kind of had the pressure of um, a guy. I'm gonna be married. I need to have money. It's the same old the pressure stability, that you stability, yeah. the being a family man, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So I, you know, I didn't think the, I didn't like the consistency of LA. Honestly, I didn't like that I couldn't go have a drink at a bar and not have to talk about, do I have an agent or who, what do I do? It's like, yeah. hi, I'm so and so. What do you do for a living? And that, yeah, I wasn't feeling. It. I didn't get as much when we moved to the beach in Venice Beach. That kind of went away so I was happy um but then one day it just kind of dawned me I was like I need to go back to school started thinking about what I'm going to do and then advertising popped into my head because I lived in LA at this point and I was like holy shit you can do that mm -hmm. so now flip script fly to Atlanta I looked all over the country for schools ended up here I went to the art institute of Atlanta I originally signed up was going to be copywriter and then I was like oh, maybe I'll do the graphic design so did the advertising program not the graphic design program uh-huh and then i thought man i'm gonna go into accounts because i like business i like talking uh but i really started to fall in love with graphics so did that and next thing you know that's been my career for the past 12 15 years okay now. so through there that led from graphic designer you know production artist to then art director to creative director and then my last big gig um that uh was put to an end to our lovely friend COVID. Oh yes, <clears throat> was the biggest bullshit corporate title I'd had yet. It was something on <laughs> lines of like a director of creator. Wait, director of something create director of creator for center of excellence. There was some like it was the most embarrassing title that I've ever got. Like everybody was at work was laughing at me because I was like, 
but it's what I wanted to do. And, and that was pretty much being a creative director along with the creative directors for all our brands. So I was okay. going to be, I was creative director for Mo Southwest Grill, associate creative director for Schlotzky's. And with this gig, I was going to be an additional creative director for, you know, all our big brands, Jamba Juice and Bun, like all that. So it was going to be, and my job was supposed to be to like, um, we're doing great creative work, but um, are we doing the right creative work? Mm -hmm. you know, what else aren't we doing? So I was going to be like a detective for what kicks ass and what doesn't. So I was excited about that, but hated my job, hated the career because it was like many people, uh, creators were saying advertising, it's kind of life sucking. Yeah. Was it just entirely too corporate feeling? Um, yes. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a corporate dude. And it was obvious. Like that was my charm. There probably was the fact that I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So I always mm -hmm. ran in my mouth. I always rolled around in a skateboard. I high fived. I just, <laughs> and you know, most creative departments are like that, but I did it to just really let them know this is not me. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I, I couldn't. You're not a stuffed I, shirt kind of guy. It's not going to work out that way. I don't way. really care about talking about Mondays in front of the coffee pot. Like it, it's, it's like the office, but it's true. It's yeah. real. Yeah. Um, so I never really liked it. So uh, as I said earlier, due to COVID, um, got let go. And honestly, I was relieved the second uh -huh. it happened. I haven't had a moment of sorrow about it yet. Yep. So it's been six months. And now I am deep diving into my painting, as you also know, yep. and I am full-time artist. Cool. And how does that feel to go from like, other than the crazy instability of no longer having a full-time job, how does it feel to go from doing something that somebody else is asking of you and then just being able to use your own creativity in your own way. Uh, it's, I mean, the obvious is it's very, uh, <laughs> free. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's good to just not have to think about why you're going to do what you do, but just to do it. Yeah. And so that, that's been pretty nice. It's, uh, I mean, of course the finances, you know, you're going to have that thought come across your mind. Oh shit. I don't have a salary anymore, but I don't, I don't know if it's been like a good thing or bad. I have not been scared about any of that. And you know, again, as a dad, I'm like, shit, I, I'm almost so guilty that I'm not scared about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. So, you know, I'm broke in a sense, but yeah. I'm also like, this is great. Well, and, and <laughs> um, one of the conversations I have with a good friend of mine a lot is um, that wealth isn't just about money, but it's also about like your experiences. And so do you feel like you just said you're broke, but you do also feel like you have that abundance of wealth in that you get to do what you're kind of focusing on, get you get to do what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I, I think, I think the reason I'm not scared is because of, I mean, despite the fact that corporate is a lot of bullshit and the grind and all those terms, I mean, you do get a chance. You kind of, you have to go through hell to learn confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think I know what to do. I mean, I know, I know how to look, I know how to make money. I know how to find a demographic. I know how to promote myself. All these things that drove my life crazy. Like, yeah. I know how to do them. So I guess the confidence of knowing this is just going to take time, but I know how to do everything. So I'm going to make it work. Yeah. It's not, not going to work because there are people who have not gotten to go through nearly the amount of bullshit I've gone <laughs> through who can make it work. And so, and I have a love for what I do. So yeah. it's like, I love what I'm doing and I know how to do it. So yeah. it's just got to be like, keeping the calm for my family is the most important part because they can't see, RL can't see what's in my brain. Right, of course. Yeah. 
Now it's interesting that you're talking about like, you know, you, you understand demographic and you understand, you know, these other words that to me sound very corporate. Yes. Do you feel like that that was kind of a necessary step for you so that you can be at this point and feel comfortable? Yeah, I think, well, I think it gave me, I mean, I think it gave me the confidence that it when I didn't have, which was, I mean, like, when I, when you, when an artist says, all right, they want to be free, but let's be realistic. How many artists are truly free once they get into the business of making their art money? Mm -hmm. And the fact, the answer is not really. I mean, maybe a few of the, like, top of the top, but the reason, the only way you can be truly free is you've got to have. You have to know how to do all of it. Mm -hmm. Because if, you, if you're a great artist and you don't know how to promote yourself, mm -hmm. you're at the mercy of someone and how well they can promote you. Yep. So, and you're gonna watch him, oh, that's not me, that's something I wanna do. But since I don't know the business and you do, I guess I have to trust you. And it's just weird when you know in the back of your mind, you're slowly chiseling away your heart. Yeah. And that's like ruining your art. So it yeah. doesn't matter how much you poured into it, it's not being represented, right? So having that freedom to know that I'm gonna do both. Mm -hmm. It's like you you are your own business. Gives and you're me, able to like actually develop your artist as a business person. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's fun because I know the difference too. I know that I have to turn that off. Mm -hmm. Like when I when I paint, I don't think, okay, who am I going after? Because that would be bullshit. Like right, of course. I, I, that's advertising. Yeah. You know, it's like you're making art to hunt somebody. Yeah. And that's I mean it's what you're doing. Yep. And uh to know that. It's like now I'm like the most peaceful artist. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not gonna hurt anybody with this. In fact, I gotta help somebody with yeah. this because when you're advertising, you're literally, especially if it's for I mean, how many products are there really in the world that are better? Yeah. There are, there's there there are benefits and there are good things, but it's like, you know, when I'm hawking somebody down and make them feel like they're hungry when they're not hungry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm not like, you know anything too bad but it still kind of feels shitty to use your, your art for that for me anyway yeah no i can for definitely me. understand that um i can definitely understand that um, i feel like that's i've heard that from other artists in various capacities it's like what you know i'm, I'm i feel like i'm selling myself on this one thing so that a corporation can make a dollar while harming a, a population you know, because they think that they need X, Y, and Z thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like developing that um, scarcity mentality in people and then making them go for things. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, yeah, I mean, advertising in and of itself to me is like, it's a fascinating, um, like, I don't know, art. It's a fascinating concept. It's its own universe it is it really, it really is. is yeah, yeah. I, I would i mean now that i've done it 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 should almost be a step in every creative world yeah. whether you're an actor or a songwriter like to know to just experience what's going to happen to your stuff one day yeah even if you do make it mm -hmm. to, to be on the other side say so this is what's going to happen your shit these are the groups yeah they're going to be making the choices this is what they're going to do and why like for you to know that yeah is a really good protection plan yeah for your vision because you have to make sure that if you know those things you know where they're going to hit you yeah definitely and that's if fame is your goal i mean let's face it all artists we still have to have a house right so i mean unfortunately i can't wait um dublin my son 
the other day was asking me, it's like, let's give the paintings away. And I was like, dude, I can't wait for the day I can give my paintings away. I was like, Aww. I want to do that. I was like, but you like having a house, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Daddy's going to make some money. Yeah, for sure. We're going to make it affordable mm -hmm. because I don't like overpriced art, but. What do your children think about um, your art? kind of escapade nowadays because you've always been very art oriented yep. you know you've always done very creative things even when you were working full-time um so so what do they think like do they understand the shift that's happened well yeah so i mean i actually asked Dylan when we go on our walks what should i do for a job uh -huh. and um one part we haven't really talked into but one thing i've really been deep diving into to make myself but it's not like more as <laughs> meditation of course uh, which is cool. I like that stereotype. Um, so I asked him, you know, what should daddy do for a job? And he said, why don't you teach meditation and sell your art? Oh. And it was just like, he looked at me like, you dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but why of are course. You asking me stupid <laughs> questions like this is a pondering thing. He's just like, well, you're you and you like these things. That's what you should do. And that's when I was like, holy shit. From the mouths you of have, babes. You have all the answers <laughs> until you're five. I know. And then you lose everything and then you spend the next 30 years trying to get back to where you were when you were five yep. years old yeah it's like yep yep that's exactly what happened who was i when i was five i like to draw pictures yep and i like to color mm -hmm. i used to spray paint my skateboard different designs oh. now what am i doing i'm painting and spray painting mm -hmm. it took me almost 40 years mm -hmm. it's like that's amazing it makes, a, it makes you feel like jackass <laughs> it's society like, man it's society it's like this whole like why i'm pursuing you know being an actor in my 30s because you grow up being told like oh art's nice and all but make sure you do something um serious you know you have to be serious and so then you're miserable for the first many years of your working career and then you're sitting around going well i'm 40 years old now i'm gonna pursue my dreams that's what i'm gonna do i'm old enough to say you know what fuck you guys i'm doing it I'm a 41-year-old guy who hangs out in the shed in his backyard and spray paints. So like, <laughs> I love that's it. That's the shit I wanted to do when I was 15. Exactly. Exactly. But, but I was playing soccer and getting ready for college. Yep. <laughs> getting ready for college. <laughs> who wasn't? Which I ended up in five colleges in a lifetime of student debt. Oh, Only to paint. Yeah. This. But think about all... I mean, I made it to the top of my career. I am in debt with all kinds of loans. Mm -hmm. And now... I'm doing the thing that I was doing at five years old mm -hmm. before any of that. Yeah. Years. Oh. But with an education. But with an education, I mean, you're I, very well educated spray painter. Yeah, yeah. Like I know a lot of things from a spray painting. But... <laughs> and then well, honestly, there comes the guilt from that. I'm like, this shit is not good for the environment, but it looks so cool. And like, yeah. so, so now, oh, now, no. I got, now I got that struggle. Like, oh, no. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, I want to switch gears and yeah. go back to talking about selling your paintings. So, um, this past weekend in our community, we had the East Atlanta strut and you had the opportunity to set out a whole bunch of the gorgeous work that you've done over the last several months. How did that feel to present um, your work to people um, as just like an, you know, East Atlanta artist? Like, what was that like? It was like, a, it was official. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like the, all right. You're officially, even if only 10 people know about it, like, uh -huh. there's 10 people in the world who aren't related to you who know you're doing this now. Um, that was cool. It was like uh, gratifying. Mm -hmm. was like, oh shit, okay. Step one, complete. Got it. 
people know. I'm out here. They're looking at it. I was getting feedback, hearing people who weren't friends say, hey. It's like, oh, cool. Thank you. All right. And honestly, everything that I would have wanted to hear, I heard. Mm -hmm. So it was like, uh, you know, it's just, it feels good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say people who weren't friends. It's one of my, like, qualifiers is, like, if somebody says, you know, gives me a compliment, I always say, oh, and they weren't my friends. You know, it's they like, it's like validating. <laughs> yeah. No, it, so it's true. I mean, you just can't, you can't, when you're an artist, you want honesty and you, and, and it's unfortunate. This is going to sound like a terrible way, but it's like love is not honest in the yeah. sense when it's like, oh, it's pretty. Or yeah. you're like, you're like, no, I don't want you to care about me right now. I want yeah. you to be brutal and rip me to shreds because I'm not worthy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. Like when people care for you. That can be, even if, if they don't want it to be, it can be very blinding, yeah. can't it? Yeah. Um, so that, you know, the honest feedback, you get their actual honest to God feedback, yeah. but it's, it's veiled in that, in that love aspect, in that care, caring aspect. Yeah. That's an inter interesting way to think about that. Okay. So big question of the day. Yeah. Now that we've gotten so many things talked about guilt and new careers and all of that what is your biggest fear okay so i knew that was gonna be the post question and <laughs> so my first thought was like hey i'm gonna think about this uh -huh. and then i instantly thought dude you're doing the advertising thing again mm -hmm. because i realized so i realized that i couldn't come up with an answer right away which made me think why are you even trying to come up with an answer um, and i would then want to point out that it's very interesting to me and very telling to how the world works that I mean, I've known you for years and the, the fact that you asked me to do this podcast right now in my life where the biggest changes in my life like mentally and spiritually have happened for me over the past x months yeah and so like holy shit it's weird how stuff works yep. um, i can say right now my answer is going to be completely different than it would have been last year and the past 40 years before that which yeah. is right now, I don't have a fear when it comes to my work. Okay. Um, and that is like really recent. It's because I realized um, everything that is a fear, A, I mean, there's types of fears. There's physical fear and yeah. there's mental you know, a bear eating you is a real fear. <laughs> um, everything else is all you. Mm -hmm. And you make up every single piece. Like, it does not exist. It's not like Rich is over here and I heard he's fear chasing it. Right. Um, and it was only, and it sounds like, yeah, sure, I've heard that. I've read those books. I'm going to do some. I've meditated a couple times. But like, when it clicks, you're like, oh, shit. Uh -huh. Oh, shit. And that just recently happened with me. And then so things that I used to call fear, now I'm just like, it, it's awareness. Like, mm. I like it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you say, instead of saying, like, what if people don't like it? Instead, now I'm just like, well, you know, some people aren't going to like it. And that's cool. Yeah. And it's like, instead of saying, what if I mess up? Or like, well, you're going to, you say like, well, I know I'm going to screw up. I'm not perfect. And it's like, you just take all the weight off of your shoulders and you realize there's nothing. Absolutely, there's nothing to be scared of. It's the only things that are bad are the shit you come up with. Yeah. That's it. And so, you know, my whole life and career, I realized 
was a hundred percent fear. I always thought it was like the tough guy or like yeah. strong military dad grew up in a base. Every decision I made, every decision I made was fear based. Oh wow. And I was like, holy shit, I've been fighting in fear my whole life. Yeah. And it's not fear like ah, because I was never scared. Right. But you don't have to be scared to have fear. Right. And that's the part that I was like, okay, okay. So at right now, I mean, if I had to like, all right, Rich, you got up, you're not you're not inhuman. Everyone has a it maybe would be the fear of so this the fear of not remembering what fear is. Oh, interesting. Like, like reverting back and forgetting everything I took the time and the discipline to learn. Uh-huh. And maybe that going to waste. I don't know. Oh, if I had to go, but that's going a little I don't know if it's going too deep. No, definitely not. <laughs> Never. Not for this. All right. Um I so that's it's like it's like being so liberated that you forget how you got there and then kind of revert yeah i mean that yeah i mean you know i'm sitting here trying to blow my mind it's really it's really <laughs> like uh and you want to talk about meditation being present yeah it's really all i'm saying it's like you know right now you're here yep nothing's happening to you there's nothing's physically going on and so if you're here right now and not in your head you're gonna find it 99.9 .9 of the time again unless you're gonna eat my pair <laughs> There's absolutely nothing to be scared of. Right. Because even when you're scared, going, oh my God, I'm scared. Like, what's actually happening around you besides you running around saying, I'm scared? Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking at you going, why are you running around saying, I'm scared? Um, so, yeah, as long if I ever get to a point where, which I will, and that's, you know, I guess I, I mean, that's not a fear because, again, I'm human. So, I'm going to have days where I'm going to revert. Yeah. I'm going to old habit. Um, but that's not scary, too, because now I have the ability to go, hey, Get shit, get a bro, get back to where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, so once you have that, I think, um, and that probably has to come with a meditation, um, having to go through a whole, oh shit, I got let go of my job, you better dig deep. Right. Being a dad, which you know about being a parent. Oh yeah. That. Um, being 41, I've got experience behind me now. Yep. So I don't know if it's just like the perfect recipe or if it's a place in life or, but like right now, fearless technically yeah but you know that it depends on how you define fearity too i mean like this fear means something that you have to be you know negatively bothered by in a sense and like i guess i could have fear but it's a positive thing yeah so that's it's an interesting thing that you bring up there because one of the biggest questions uh, after asking you know what is your biggest fear i often ask um do you use fear to motivate yourself uh, or do you use fear to hold yourself back and it sounds to me like you actually motivate yeah. quite well with, not like you said, not necessarily fear, but with this idea that, well, I have this thing that I could be afraid of, but instead I'm going to, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going it, to, yeah. exactly. I'm yeah. going to move through it and with it and, and accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. That's, that's Where I was, I used to do the opposite. I right. used to be like, what's wrong with people? And I get mad because, you know, no one cares about this or like, you're an asshole or ah well, yeah. what do you mean this isn't good work and it's like it's and then you realize like i'm just a victim all the time right poor rich it's like yeah how dare you this how, and then you listen to everybody and you're just like, shit we're all just a bunch of victims honestly like around because it is us we are getting beat down yep. all day every day for whatever reason everyone's got their battle so technically i mean everyone is a victim of some sort mm -hmm. so then you're like well shit okay well 
this is what it is, like, I can either be scared of it or I can sit there and go, what the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, fear, I don't, and, and fear is not a, if you're never been scared of anything, you should be scared of that. You know, like, you really need to understand if, since someone who never has fear is really got a strong ego going, I guess, because, you know, everyone's got something that makes them feel like, oh, no. Yeah, uh, so, for sure. But I think with time and experience, you can trust, you just have to know the fear of something. If you want, you can just do it. Absolutely. So I'm curious what, because you said that obviously you're at a different point in your life here. Um, do you feel like there was one particular fear or obstacle or whatever that kind of pushed you um, through your art career, like from after to this point? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, like I said before, like I was, you know, I have no problem. I, there's not a, a masculine bone to me where I'm like, yeah, I've got a ton of insecurities and a lot of fears. And so but I've never had a problem with many to those. Um, so yeah, I've, I've worn all the hats that can be fueled as ambition. Um, mm -hmm. If I had to pick like the biggest one that made me do, it was um, the I, not being seen. Um, and not and it's funny because I have my best friend when he first met me. He was like, "Man, I always just thought you were really hungry to be famous." Like, I just thought, like, man, this guy is really into this whole fame thing. Like, he wants to be an A-lister or something. Like, like he's right. like, but then as I got to know you, he's like, you don't give a shit about fame. And it's like, uh -huh. that's the, he's like, you just really want to bring people together and do cool things. Like, you just, like, you won't, you're like, you geek out over it. And so mm -hmm. it's so important that you do something and it gets out there and that other people come, not because you're seeking. And I was like, holy shit, you're the first person who finally gets it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Yes, and you know, and that's you know my buddy Ryan, who he is uh, does painting with me, and we're just like it's as beautiful as a relationship. Yeah, it's like most right. people want their marriage to be as strong yes. as our relationship is. But uh, I sidetracked there to where I was talking about. You're asking me. I was asking you what like particular thing, oh, but yeah, what but particular fear? You said your fear. It's like being seen, and, yeah. and the reason for being seen was like to, um, I guess. I want to always be a part of something big mm -hmm. and the fear of dying without ever accomplishing that mm -hmm. just having that moment where you're just like okay this is why i was here on here whether it was sick 80 years or 100 years uh -huh. but to have that one moment to say all the bullshit was worth it yeah that one moment um that used to be a fear it's like oh god i'm gonna run out of time shit i'm 40. yeah you know, this was it. like this turn for me was only like months ago yep. so i'm 41 now and uh i remember thinking oh shit oh shit oh shit not because i think i'm dying but it's like my window is getting smaller and i still haven't put my hands in the air and said yes mm -hmm. i did it you can take me now <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know like i'm, I'm ready, ready. <laughs> whatever's gonna happen am i gonna get wings or like right gonna, right just the light's gonna come but it hadn't happened yet and then that made me realize you know how blind that can make you in the sense of like, dude, you, you've been living it. Mm -hmm. Like, and then you stop and you go, oh shit. And you kind of dad yourself and you're like, look what you've done. Like you went from this to that, to that, to that. You moved from the East coast to the West coast. You were there. You got a wife while you were there. You started with that. 
and you start and I'm like, oh, I guess this whole time I'm like, no, not good enough. No, yep. not good enough. Yep. No, not good enough. You get 40 and then you're like, I've actually done a lot of cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I've sustained a life, but I have a life. So it technically has worked. Yeah. You know, I, you know, first when you're 19, 20, you're just like, all right. So there was my, you know, age of my like, oh, there's Julie Roberts and Tom Cruise. And then yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm not an Ocean's Eleven movie, I'm a failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then you get into it and you're like, oh, wait, all of LA acts. So yeah. 99% of these people who have really nice homes, you're never going to know their name. Yeah. It's like, and they're, that's considered a professional actor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then you're like, wait a second, all these people on the set, these camera people. Yeah. They're in the movie industry. It's like, and it just keeps going. You're going, and you realize yeah. that you got to let yourself have some credit. Man. Yeah. Like, you are doing it. It's like redefining your definition of success. Yes. It's like yeah. saying, like, you know, I'm not a multimillionaire and like on movies every other day, but I am successful because I've done this handful of things. I've made my way to here. I have a family that loves yeah. me very much. And, you know, all of these things can be counted as, as success and you allow yourself to count them as such. Oh yeah. And it's that's the hard part. Ego right? That's just a loser. And you're trying to make you yeah. feel better about it. <laughs> Who are you right. kidding? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're going to tell yourself that bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. then you're like, shut up ego. Like, yeah. You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So that, that, yeah. That voice comes in once in a while. Yeah. You just got to tell that guy that, I mean, he serves a purpose too. I, I hate the term kill the ego because the ego is, <laughs> A very needed lesson in mm -hmm. life if you didn't have an ego you would miss out on a lot of important shit so it's more like you know don't let the ego you know drive but he's got to be in there yeah and when he shows Maybe in the back seat when the he trunk. shows up he's got to be like the uncle you just kind of roll your eyes like, oh, okay <laughs> ego it's like, he's still part of the family you can't cut him out um so yeah that's me i guess technically just shifting drivers right now you're shifting drivers yeah. oh i like that yeah shifting drivers that's fun I don't know who the guy behind the wheel is now, but that's what I'm going to spend the next 20 years figuring out. Yes, yeah, for sure. So what is right now where you're sitting, what do you feel like your next big step is or what goal are you looking to accomplish at this point? Okay. Well, I actually, my next step, I just thought of last night. So it's nice. perfect timing. Um, I, I need to be involved with, um, especially now and, and the times have a lot to do with this whether i know or not but like i need to be involved with something that has a voice okay so next step is to use the art to empower voices of people who are doing something that's like their thing so uh -huh. like for me my art is my thing um and that's all I'm, i say me it just feels weird because that's ryan and i it's ghost of lego is the name. Uh -huh. um that is our thing and we think that our thing makes for a great backdrop for other people who are doing their thing. And so it's like trying to find the, some sort of a collab of like, you, you know what? And so I came, we came up with last night, we're kind of working with it, but we're going to try and find like some voices and see what we can do to support it and, you know, and throw things together. But it, it's kind of a, in my head, it's get involved with voices right now. And then after voices, then it's get involved with financially giving back. Oh, cool. And so, you know, it, it, this is nothing new. This is what a lot of artists do, but Absolutely. it's like, but for me, it's like, it, it has to be. So like, I got to make some money, but I also want to make sure that my art has purpose. So mm -hmm. getting involved with things, you know, I'm a dad. So the first thing that's kind of our mind is like, you know, living in an ATL and having kids and knowing about child trafficking oh, yeah. and homeless kids and things like that. Yep. You know, Dublin had a, uh, a lemonade stand a year ago where all the money went to 
homeless kids, which was his idea. So again, it's like, maybe I'm just learning from my six year old son even more, but I'm just like, yeah. So if I can get involved with getting a voice, having a voice of my own, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that I want success for myself and I want a voice too. Right. But it's only because the louder my voice is, the more I can help with the things I want to do. Mm -hmm. So that's this year. It's like, you know, just getting involved in the voice game. And, and for me to have a voice, first, I've got to go and be humble and go to people who have a voice yep. and say, teach me. Yep. Like, I know a lot, but apparently I don't know as much as I thought I did because you have a voice and I don't. Yep. So what do I do? Yeah. So it's like gathering the tools that yeah. you don't yet have in your tool belt and then figuring out how to distribute those tools to other people. I mean, tool belt has been used a thousand times in my house over the past couple of weeks since I'm funny that you said it and I didn't even bring it up. Yes, but it's, I'm physically like, I'm, I'm actually buying tools to make my art better and right. I'm actually creating tools internally. So yeah, it's 2020 to 21 is going to be all behind the scenes production. Of course. But yeah. with a Mad Hatter explosion yep. soon behind it. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, do you see yourself ever kind of cycling back to um film or doing production or anything like that absolutely film um i don't know how and i don't know when but i do know it will happen one day. yeah like, i maybe i'll be like the seven-year-old dude who starts making into like documentaries yep I, I don't know but like it's so much fun but i'm so behind in the world right now i still know that i could you know I could do it now, but now I'm like, oh shit, what's that button? <laughs> so I'll be the first to admit, like, I, I'm not good with technology, and that doesn't mean like I was in advertising, so I, you know, I know how to run a Mac and do my files and all that. More right. than like, I'm not like your mom, kind of not good at technology, <laughs> or your Virginia but, who can't do anything except for like push buttons on a computer. But I, I, I know technology. I don't have a, um, and this is a discipline that I've always tried to work on. Um, I don't have patience technology like i can sit there and geek out on like how i'm gonna make a wood frame right for four weeks <laughs> and so I look at that and it, my, so anything that's more hand and organic and maker mm -hmm. um and you know and that's just two types of people so that's not a rare thing i'm just not but i so if i go back to film there's a very good chance that i might use the camera that i had from when i started it's not even digital and use that yeah. and what's cool about that is all that shit comes back anyway oh it does it's already on its way back we have a film festival um the kodak film festival um every year where they it's all you know yeah. non-digital what is it 30 i mean it's pretty much like whatever. 1991 right now again. yeah like if you creep back you know bill and ted's out there hip-hop is turning into oh 90s God. again the clothing Crazy is changing tie-dye sweatpants i've seen tie-dye cool all over the place <laughs> i saw tie-dye today it's funny you said that walking down the street i was like oh shit that's a tie-dye shirt yeah like, I'll break out my stuff. So I know I got them in a chest. For me, that's awesome because my art is all really in deep with like 90s hip hop and coast and stuff. So like, yeah. I'm loving getting to be inspired right now because I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it makes perfect sense that kind of like, like the vibe of the world is kind of matching your vibe right now. And so it's kind of, it's working out, if yeah. you will. And, and yeah, and, and I, and before I, I would say that, and now I'm thinking, you know, and again, this is like, sort of a aha moment which is like no it's not good timing i'm just not fighting anymore yes. it's like the earth is gonna continue to go with or without you whether you want it to or not mm -hmm. and so no matter how hard you try with your agenda i think that's the problem with most creatives myself included for the longest time which is you have an agenda 
and you have expectations, mm-hmm. you need to go ahead and let go of that shit right now. And mm-hmm. that's not from like a negative standpoint. Like, don't have expectations in life and you will be happy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not like that, but at the same point, like, what, do you, what are your expectations based on? People who you don't know exist and things that don't aren't real in a future that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. shit that you don't even know yet. Right. So it's like, your expectations are stupid because you just need to do right now. You yep. have an idea, make it. Yep. Go do it and then look at it and then see what happens and then do it again. Yeah. If and it here, all comes back to being in the present. Yeah. So like thinking it up, doing it, thinking it up, doing it and just going from there. It's okay to have goals. Yeah, goals are great. But... I, I was the king of expectations. Like I expected everything because I worked and planned hard. So I'm like, listen, if I'm working hard, I expect you to work hard. Uh-huh. I expect you to do this. I expect, and then I'm like, on right. everybody and it's like no wonder i come off like an ass sometimes like i'm not trying to be it's just i have a lot of expectations uh-huh. and that's something like oh shit apparently expectations don't work great because <laughs> <laughs> nobody else knows about them right yeah they're all up here and, and the world isn't working and it's it not falling in like, place like you expect yeah, and then you're surprised you're yeah. like how did everybody else not know my plan <laughs> right come on guys get with it yeah so right now I'm making like the voice thing, the, you know, not to prove that I'm not, you know, uh, contradicting what I'm saying. Like the voice thing came up yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've started writing things down today. I'm going to figure out, I reached out to the first guy I'm going to uh, shoot with a uh, new photographer I met who is also, she just got here from LA and got a random connection again. The world just brought a photographer into my life Yep. and, and we hit it off. So it's like these things happen. Yep. So next week hopefully we'll be rocking and rolling on that so i'm not Super planning cool. it's just doing it. it's just what's yeah. happening yeah synchronicity as yeah. julia cameron would say yeah. listeners I mean, if you haven't read artist's way do it um that actually is perfect little segue into um how can we and listeners find your work and look you up what is the best way well i mean like i said right now this i am in full on behind the scenes mode right now. So the only place you're going to have available right now would be on Instagram. Um, the art is under Costa Leco. It's C-O-S-T-A-L-E-K-O. Um, I believe you'd have to type in Costa underscore Leco. Okay, we'll Instagram. link it in the show notes so, yeah. so that everybody can find it. That's you. a place where you can um, see the current art that I'm working on. And uh, soon to be, you'll probably start hearing a lot more of this voice and the, the whys behind it. Just working on some things to start like... Honestly, my Instagram page was used as more of a gallery for me to keep track of what I've been making. Uh-huh. Um, but now it's starting to become a thing. So Could shift a little more. Yeah. So from there, you'll be able to follow everything else. Um, I've got, you know, the selfish plug. I've got some music out on Spotify. Uh, our band is Soul in the Wild. And the uh, album name is actually Road to Costa Lego. Cool. So, so we'll link directly that linked it to the painting. Cool. Um, and that's sort of a journey um, with myself, my friend Ryan, and my other buddy Kenan. And we've been at this art together for like 10 years in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the music is kind of our road to get cool. to this place right now. Yeah. And, and the next album will be where we're next. That's yeah. awesome. And that's it for now. I mean, much more to come. Um, like every other creative, I'll hate saying it's like, I'm working on my website. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? I actually am for the first time. I've, I've been saying that for like four years, but I actually am working on my website. Oh, uh, but awesome. I, I'll be honest with you and say, I don't think that's going to come out soon. It was my plan to get it out in the next month or two, which I could do. Um, but to everything I just told you, I'm not going to play that game. Anymore. 
right right now i'm going to work on this art mm -hmm. uh, and when the need is there for me to start having stuff up with the website then i'll get the website up cool yeah. awesome and then the moment you do we'll link that in the show notes too. yeah i appreciate it um so rich do you have any final thoughts anything you want to say or leave us with oh well i mean i guess i could speak directly to creatives right now if you are in the creative world, doesn't matter what realm you're in, I would say, again, just uh, do you now is really the easiest way to put it because everything else is honestly, it's bullshit. I mean, don't your expectations and your fears of what people are going to think about you um, does not exist. If it does exist, you know, I'll sound like your mother and saying that they're not your real friends. Yes. It, it, it doesn't matter. And, and, Life is short and time just stops for nobody. So if you have an idea, um, stop thinking about it. Your notebooks are cute, but get your ass up off the couch and do it. Just do just it, do like it. Nike says. Nike, despite their monstrosity of being the giant monster of all yep. advertising, I have yet to been able to break and break that as far as the best <laughs> tagline in the smallest way that can cover so much shit. Just do so it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rich. And we look forward to seeing what more you have to offer and all of your awesome stuff. Thank, thank you. Rich's unique fear of being afraid of no longer having fear is absolutely fascinating to me. He's done a lot and all that experience has shown him that he can conquer any of his fears. But what keeps us on our toes as artists, if not fear? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Scarlet P. Find Rich's gorgeous work on Instagram at Costa underscore Laco, which I've linked in the show notes. And I'll also link his music, Soul in the Wild, in the show notes. Thanks for joining me on Fears of a No Name Blank. Thank you.